Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. When it comes to working at Geico, our best advocates are our employees, like Maxine. But since she is so focused on growing her career, we hired an actor to read her story. At Geico, I love mentoring the new associates to help them make this a career and not just a job. And with new opportunities and job stability, Geico has been helping people grow their careers for over 75 years. The only downside, she still hasn't met the gecko. Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Fredericksburg? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash Fredericksburg. Now, you may not know it, mainly because I don't mention it, unfortunately, is uh, you could call Trend Chat, and the number is 317-731-2314. And when you call, you will get a generic you know, voicemail message, which is, uh, you know, this is Trend Chat, leave your name and number and blah, blah, blah. But we're looking to do something outside the box, something a little different. And we want to change the voicemail message. And we came across uh, some audio, and I think this is what you'll be hearing from now on. Apparently, you've gone to voicemail. Sometimes it makes me sad, though, not being able to take your call. I have to remind myself that some birds aren't meant to be caged. Their feathers are just too bright. But for now, wait for the beep, leave a message. And get busy living or get busy dying. Or you could text me. I'll probably get back to you quicker. highways of america here's the podcast where we talk politics a little entertainment some culture and this and that from the road to your ears this is trend chat with your host brian bledsoe and welcome to another episode of trend chat i am your host brian bledsoe and if you want to connect with us on facebook or snapchat it's at TrendChat247. And on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Brian L. Bledsoe. So uh, that was a, a voice parody by Frank Caliendo of Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and um, we just came across that. We thought that would be... <laughs> think about changing the voicemail and um, <laughs> think that, you know, that would be a good one to to use. So, But uh, probably not. Like I said, you know, as we get close to, I guess, the well, when the last couple of episodes, so there's no point of really changing the end now. But, um, uh, matter of fact, this is episode 184, I think. <laughs> Not seeing it, I don't, 84, 80, I don't know. But, um, we're getting close to around, I guess, 15 more episodes. And first off, we are broadcasting. Uh, right now from Kansas City. We're close to Kansas City. Um, uh, we're about 30 miles outside of uh, of downtown. And also, uh, the day that we're uh, are recording, it's Constitution Day. So, happy Constitution Day to everyone, which is, um, you know, if you don't know, commem- uh, commemorates the signing of the constitution and i don't know i think we probably mentioned it previous years about 
this day. But with everything that's going on right now with the riots and, you know, protests and how um, how things are going on with across the country where people are just um, I said, you having these protests, like I said, I will, you know, say there are protests, even though in the for the most part I, I disagree with what they're protesting about but but that's they're right and that's perfectly fine um unfortunately they seem to come with riots that um tend to be a little more frequent um, than the actual protests but in you know in saying all that because talking about the constitution and a lot of these groups whether it's you know black lives matter antifa and all that they basically don't even um they want to do away with the constitution they don't want anything to do with it they they want a marxist revolution that basically just totally discards the constitution and that i mean that's where we're at right now i mean a lot of people maybe not want to see it for what it is um i think some people maybe are following these organizations um out of uh naivete <laughs> and not seeing what they really uh want to do and what their end goal is um i mean when it comes to just the constitution and what it was it's supposed to to do and as far as stating our God-given rights and just making it clear for what the government can't do to the citizens. I think that's one thing we don't really uh, consider when we talk about the Constitution. It's a The Constitution is to restrict government. It's to tell government what they can't do. Um, I, I think Obama mentioned something about that where he had a problem with that which that should have been a red flag to people if in hearing that but some people or a lot of people don't really understand about the constitution and about about our rights really because i know I, I forgot when that was but obama was saying well he was criticizing the fact that the constitution gives uh, a lot of uh, a bunch of rights to what to for what the government can't do. I can't remember. I mean, I, I just thought about this off the top of my head. So I wish I would have had the audio of it just where, cause Obama was saying like the constitution, I'm just paraphrasing obviously, but what the constitution can't do, but it doesn't, it doesn't, um, articulate what the government can do. Oh, like on your behalf or something like that. So, um, but that was on purpose. And because, but yeah, I wish I would have had that audio. But when I think about what's going on right now, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of of a Bible verse from Matthew seven six seven chapter six verse, and just now, I, it just reminds me of this because the verse is not about the Constitution, obviously, but um, the verse is just talking. Um, talking about like pearls before swine and where in in the context of the verse is just saying as far as you know for basically for people at, at some point some people are just not going to get it and and in the context of the verse it just kind of like you know in, in evangel evangelism where you're you're giving the good news of the gospel and at some point you know people you can keep telling them about it as much as you want. You can tell them the good news, but some people are just not going to accept it or just not going to believe it. And so, it, you know, it's basically kind of like by constantly putting the good news out before some people, it's like putting pearls before swine because they're just not going to get it. And that's kind of what's... <laughs> In the sense, I just, you know, kind of like what what's going on now as far as the Constitution, in the sense, um, 
<laughs> just it, people just really don't don't value their freedom. And some people, you know, especially the people in these organizations like Antifa and Black Lives Matter and whatnot, um, they they know they don't want it. They they want, uh, you know, a socialist government or communist government. That's what they want. <clears throat> and they, they don't want it. Like I said, don't want anything to do with the freedom and mainly because those people know they're going to be protected at the top because once they implement their system they'll be protected at least they think they will be um so a lot of those people won't be protected and the harsh reality will <laughs> will hit them afterwards and then it'll be too late but but uh but like i said some people even so just talking about uh, politically in, in the constitution or even just talking about freedom and liberty and, and all of that one thing at least for me and just thinking about that verse and putting it in a bit of, of the context and talking about politics it's just the same as talking about the gospel in a in a sense i mean <clears throat> on a as far as politics go on a lesser scale but in politics it's still kind of the the principle still kind of holds because some people are just not going to get it <clears throat> they're just not going to care enough and they're too apathetic too stubborn or pig-headed <laughs> about um doing anything about it and they won't care until it's too late, you know, and then, you know, they will have to live with knowing that they played a part in the system that they didn't want. But they were, like I said, too apathetic and didn't care enough to do anything about it. And then once it 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 once it's here and once it happens and then they're going to be the one of the first ones to. Um, to criticize and disagree about it, but it's too late now. Like, like you had plenty of time to do something about it by um, changing your vote for one, or actually speaking up, but you didn't. So, and and anyway, but uh, I know one thing when it comes to I mean, you hear this especially around now being this election uh, year and everything and you you see all the ads from you know Republican Democrats you know, other parties and all that and when you try to have political discussions or whatever and and so a lot of times what comes up when it comes around these um, times every couple of years it's just like well you know well kind of let's let's agree to disagree or like you know that's just you know that's your opinion and that's how i know i'm voting this way or whatnot and then i'm you know this is uh like i'm not really gonna i guess be convinced or of your argument or whatever like that and one thing i know it's it's a nice thing to say about you know let's agree to to disagree or whatever like that or just like well just basically let's put this down as just opinion when it comes to uh voting whether it's whatever party and let's just you know let's just uh not even talk about it or whatever whatever like that but what i would say is and I, it's something i don't hear often because whether we want to admit it or not now you can try to dismiss it as okay this is just uh, two sides of you know of an argument and you know it you know whatever side you stand on it's okay actually that's not the case because it at the end of the day there is a right or wrong way of doing this of doing whatever we're doing as far as um politics is how we vote and whatever we're doing because for one 
All of this uh, affects our fellow man. All every vote that we make is going to affect our community, our country, and who we follow, and who we um like I said who we vote for, what policies we vote for or not vote for, and all of that. And like I said, at the end, there is a right and wrong way of what's going on. Now, in saying that, both of us could be wrong. That's <laughs> that is an option as well. It's not like one of us is a hundred percent right and one of one of us is a hundred percent wrong. Like we both could be wrong. That's could be true as well. But what I'm saying is that because well, for one, by me saying this, that means I am talking about objective truth, which is something that we don't hear about. Um, that's something that, especially in the media and a, a lot of people, Democrats and the progressives and whatnot, they are definitely are against objective truth because they always want to talk about your truth or this is my truth. We're basically making truth subjective. But as what I'm talking about, I'm talking about objective truth. I will go even so far as to say absolute truth. Like there is actual truth out there. And as a Christian, I will say the truth is whatever God says is true. Whatever God says is, is right. And so that's why I'm what I mean in saying in the end, there is a right or wrong way to what we're doing. And I think it's the best of all of us to actually um, investigate, especially we uh, as Christians to understand if what we're doing is no in line with our principles as a Christian, just, you know, speaking as a Christian and how we're, what we're voting for and, and, and the policies we are advocating for that reflects whether we're doing it uh, the right way or the wrong way. And so that's one. Um, I don't hear that too often, mainly because like I said, in our society, we really don't um, like the concept of absolute truth or objective truth where this is, you know, there is something there is right and wrong because I feel like we just want to live in a, you know, fog of gray really. And, you know, especially on the left, especially amongst um, progressives, like unless it's what they're talking about, it, their policies are absolute, but if it's something that's outside of their policies, then all of a sudden they don't really care about truth, but like their ideas, their policies. Oh, everything they say is a hundred percent objective truth Un until it's something that they don't agree with. Then all of a sudden they want to talk about, Oh, well, you know, truth is relative. It's, you know, that's, that's your truth. They're basically just trying to be like passive. It's, um, in, and disagreeing with you really but I know one thing I mean whether it's and speaking about Democrats in particular um, before we go uh, to the next segment I mean whether it's like you know supporting Marxist organizations like Black Lives Matter or you know, defending exploiting children in this Netflix movie called Cuties which you know, whether uh, either they're defending it or they're just being you know, weirdly quiet about about it all or like, you know, Cardi B's WAP song, like they're defending that, you know, on top of the regular um, stuff as far as, uh, you know, want high taxes and, you know, killing babies, which as we as it's more commonly known as abortion or open borders and whatever. I mean, it just seems right now. Like Democrats are just putting their morality, their you know immorality. Uh, well, I guess I would say as far as because it is their morality. Now I will call it immoral, 
But that's what they believe is right or wrong. That's, you know, they believe all of that is right. Now, what is their authority in believing that? I mean, definitely. I know a lot of, I guess we'll call them progressive Christians want to try to justify it in the Bible by saying all of this is, um, is actually biblical, which when you ask them, they, it, they treat the Bible like, I guess going and talking about the constitution again, because they treat the Bible. Like you hear people talk about the constitution where it, you know, the constitution is a living document. So by saying that, I mean, they, they can change it uh, according to how they feel or how society is at the time. They don't take it for what it says. And they do the same thing with the Bible. At least a lot of these progressive Christians, they read the Bible, say, well, um, pretty much in a sense, uh, uh, insult to God by saying that, well, there's no way God would have known this would be going on in our society. So we have to change what the Bible says, because, you know, that meant that, you know, what was going on back then. But they, they had no idea this was going to be going on. In a sense, by saying that, you saying God didn't have a, a clue that this was going to go on, which is um, uh, problematic, <laughs> to say the least. But, yeah, all of this, like I said, supporting Black Lives Matter, you know, having these just disgusting movies like Cuties on Netflix where you have all, you know, 11 year old girls twerking. And basically doing what Cardi B was doing in her song, a uh, WAP. And they're defending all of this. Like I said, along with the high taxes uh, and advocating for abortion and just open borders and all that. Like, they're just putting their immorality out for everyone to see nowadays. And <clears throat> it just... um. <laughs> I, I don't know at this point, I don't understand actually where I like you will see all this in the news. You'll see, or maybe see it on social media or whatnot. And I don't, I guess maybe because of someone that has, I guess that is looking at politics and, and him, I guess looking at it in the sense to where, I don't know. I guess it's, I guess a lot of people are just seeing it where it can't be that bad. They, we can't have people who are, who are really wanting communism in this country. That's not true. That's just you on the right that are just really over, overstating it. But yet they're saying it explicitly that that's what they want. But then, but they still choose to not understand, not to, uh, believe it really i guess but i don't know i guess they're not going to figure it out until until it's right there in front of their face this is trend chat hey guys this is morgan zeggers the founder and ceo of young americans against socialism we are a nonprofit organization working to preserve a free fair and prosperous america for generations to come all by equipping our generation with the truth about socialism if you're interested in watching our educational videos donating to the cause joining the ask coalition or becoming a contributor you can do all of these things at fightsocialism.org we hope you'll join us in this crucial fight for the future of our great country thanks this is Dana Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. We here at Trend Chat, we are proud to be part of the 1776 Militia. Check out 1776united.com. They have a wide array of clothing, hats, shirts, art, and more that is fiercely patriotic and stylish to match. Go to 1776united.com, and if you put in the code TRENDCHAT, you get 20% off your first purchase. Again, 1776united.com, put in the code TRENDCHAT for 20% off. All right, so um, 
I know in talking about these um, riots and protests that are going on. And now one thing that we had in Los Angeles where I saw the video of um, two cops who, who were just sitting, just you know, just sitting in a, in a I guess, a, a near a building somewhere. I, I don't know. Just um, I don't know. Maybe they were on a break. I don't know. But you see a video of uh, someone just come up and shoot them in their car. Just point blank, just shot them in the car. And you you had that going on on top of then you had uh, some of these Black Lives Matter um, activists or whatever at the hospital where where they were being treated. And you had some of them just out there laughing on top of that. And also just flat out saying, we hope they die. <laughs> and, you know. And I know by mentioning that, and if someone see the video, like, oh, well, that was just a few of them. That doesn't represent all of Black Lives Matter. That's, you know, we don't agree with what they said. And, you know, okay, if that's the case. So you're saying that uh, um, a few people don't represent the whole organization. So, but you take that same logic and the few police officers that have some you know negative some maybe fatal tragic interactions with the public you take those few and want to create a whole organization about it so yeah so you can just spare me with that logic because so i I mean that's how you're going to treat all you know every police officer like i said you call all cops a bastards and all that if that's how you feel just off these few incidents then okay when you have the few people i actually would disagree i think it's more than a few but if you that's the argument they want to make saying those few people are saying things we don't agree with don't um don't generalize the whole organization no well that's what you do so maybe you should consider that before you go on your next march about uh, some um whatever uh, tragic incident happens maybe you should actually you know sit back and one watch the video and see what's going on before you go out protesting a lot of these um uh, protests happen off of stuff that where like so like lancaster so i was actually in lancaster probably the day before uh what happened up there where you had a guy with a knife was shot by the police and you see it in the body cam footage that he had a knife and he was shot and then there were protests because of that but for one if they saw it they didn't care and and because it's all about what the narrative as far as like i said they they have taken um the narrative that all cops are just, you know, just out there wanting to kill people of color. That's all that, that that's all they want. And and they have taken that to basically every every street across this country. And like I said, you know, you had that happen in Lancaster, Pennsylvania just recently. So but um like we have all of this going on and meanwhile and it just <clears throat> on top of everything that's going on with COVID <laughs> as well but uh, before I get into that let's also let's get to the shout outs <laughs> for these for the locations mainly because I um <laughs> I saw a couple of more countries in particular that I was that I haven't seen before and I want to make sure I don't forget about it. So let's get the music going. Come on. Alright, there we go. <laughs> Alright, bring that down. <laughs> yeah, so um 
I guess, yeah, as always, I guess we'll start with the city. So, um, Clinton, North Carolina. And then, um, I guess, Patina, India. So, India's still on the list. So, I'll get to that in a minute. But, um, Phoenix, Arizona. Real South Carolina. Kansas City, Missouri. Like I said, we're broadcasting near Kansas City right now. Uh, Longmount, Colorado. Austin, Texas. Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, Round Rock, Texas And Dallas, Texas Now look Dallas, North Texas area I mean it should be on, on the list somewhere <laughs> But um, Now Going to the countries So we got I don't know Matter of fact I think we had Dominican Republic on here before But yeah so Dominican Republic <clears throat> uh, France Mexico Brazil Nicaragua El Salvador. Now those two I have I don't think I've seen before. So hello whoever in El Salvador and Nicaragua. So um, then United Kingdom. Australia and India is still strong in the second place right now. And of course at the top it's still United States. But the the thing about um so you have United States obviously at the, at the top as far as where people are listening but it's at like 75 percent now like for the longest time it's been like 95 90 percent <laughs> and now it's at 75 percent because you have india at 20 percent now which is crazy now so by saying 20 percent is in india that means all the rest of them is like one or two percent <laughs> but um but yeah anyway um, like I said, the show is only going to be on a couple more episodes anyway. But I don't know, maybe people are listening. Like, why you keep doing this every <laughs> every episode? Because, like I said before, and I will keep saying it, just the fact of seeing different, not not even just countries, cities around, you know, the country, seeing different cities is still something that that amazes me. <laughs> You promise your child they can chase their dreams and become who they want to be. But college is expensive. Our promise is to help you save for college today and every day, worry-free. YouPromise.com lets you save extra money for college by doing the everyday things you already do. Save when shopping online or even at the grocery store. Link any college savings plan with a free YouPromise account and watch your child's future take flight. Sign up today at YouPromise.com for a $30 welcome bonus. Start now at YouPromise.com. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. But to go even further than that, to see that people outside of this country are listening, and again, shout out to all the cities and countries. But I would say for the countries in particular, if you're in in whatever country you are, um, I would I, I'm still asking for an email. <laughs> so trenchat247 at gmail.com. Just send an email um, from where you are, you know around the the world and one you know like i said i appreciate you listening and i just want to know like uh what you think and uh what brought you to listening to this um podcast I, i'm just really interested especially i mean i have ideas for india goes because like we uh started distribution in india i, I mean i didn't but the <clears throat> the um distribution that this podcast um, they started with a uh, company that's uh, primarily in India, 
and that started a couple of weeks ago. So I I recognize why India is on the list all of a sudden. Um, but still, I, I still would love to know <laughs> what's um what's thinking. What brought what brought you to um to Trenchat? I would love for you to to stay, be a subscriber, and like it and share it and all of that. So yeah, but <clears throat> I, I really wanted to get that out because especially in El Salvador, I don't like I don't think I ever seen El Salvador on there. But uh, <clears throat> but uh, I guess to get back on a on some uh, I guess more of a series note in a sense because 9-11 just passed a couple of days ago <clears throat> and one there's two things in particular one is that the NBA well one if you don't know NBA is still playing <laughs> um, just looking at the ratings it seems like a lot of people don't know now I, I haven't watched much I just I don't care with, especially with all the all the virtue signaling and like I said, all the um, with uh, basically everyone in the league is pretty much supporting Black Lives Matter. The organization now, I'm in particular, like, and they're one of the first ones out there. Whenever some of these um, police shootings or whatever like that, whenever that happens, they're one of the first ones jumping out and just giving all sorts of misinformation and promoting these little short clips and the ones they're the ones pretty much out there agitating and just making it worse really and but anyway on 9-11 and they you know they had a game and they were out there still kneeling for the national anthem and look if that's what they want to do that's well within their right but no Still, I am willing in my right to disagree and to criticize that and to say that, you know, there uh, is something that I'm definitely am in, in disagreement with and, and what they're doing and and the protest that what, like I said, whether it is for kneel, kneeling for the national anthem, it just of all days to continue doing it on 9-11, but. It just by seeing stuff like that and also with everything that's going on right now, it just made me wonder, like, would we have like a nine twelve moment in this environment? Like if we which is unfortunate to even say because the whole reason to mention like a nine twelve moment is because after 9-11, after September 11, 2001, the whole country came together, at least for a time, for a period there, <laughs> came together. It was all, you know, we are, you know, USA, USA. And it's unfortunate that it takes an event like that for that to happen. But like I said, I'm if we had another horrific event like that nowadays with everything that's going on, will we even come together or will we have some of these organizations that would, would actually be on the side of the terrorists or, or whatever country that would, um, that would do something to that level. If that happened, happen right now <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling you know I'm feeling like this yeah this probably would um, we probably would have organizations and we'll have a lot more people that will say well America deserved it and, and whatever that would happen it's our fault as opposed to what happened in 2001 and <clears throat> Because in seeing how much how much we are divided right now, I would say we are more divided now than we were in nine ten 
2001. But, but yeah, so I don't, I don't think we would have that unifying uh, spirit if we had something like that happen now, because there'd be a lot more people out there on social media and whatnot that would blame us. That would say that, okay, well, this happened because of Trump or whatever like that. They'll, <laughs> yeah, so. And matter of fact, and speaking of President Trump and just mentioning that and um, <clears throat> um, he was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Now, given that the committee is um, full of liberals, the chances of him winning are slim to none. And. But I would say, and this might sound controversial, but it, it really isn't if you think about it. But, but um, with the peace deals that President Trump has brokered and right now we're looking at three different peace deals uh, recently. And with, with that and also just with the time in the office, uh, Trump is more deserving of the peace prize than Obama was when especially because remember Obama got it in 09 not even a full year in office and he hasn't you know he didn't broker any peace deals literally he was given the the Nobel Peace Prize simply because he was elected president now I know they talk about you know international diplomacy um, as the a reason why and just because he did a speech in Cairo or, <laughs> or just other, just other little stuff like the the reasons why Obama got the Nobel Peace Prize in 09 if you <laughs> if you compare that to what President Trump has done then yeah President Trump should be winning the Nobel Peace Prize in a landslide like it should be no dispute really if you compare the two but like i said given that it's full of liberals i'm i'm doubt he'll even come close to winning but but um i know well this was like a couple of weeks ago i spoke at a uh we there was a trump rally in west texas and i was invited to speak which you know one Thanks to T. Allen and everyone at um, Machine Shed Bar and Grill in Kilgore, Texas, for having me. And I was—I uh, spoke for like ten minutes, not nine to ten minutes. And <laughs> I tell you, that was a—I I mean, the last time I—I I guess spoke other than you know on here, <laughs> I guess like in—I guess a public speech was like a couple of years ago when I spoke at the Republican women of Arlington event, that was like two years ago. <laughs> so, so yeah. I, yeah. Like I said, I appreciate being invited and, and talking about, um, there was a matter of fact in that speech, there was a couple of things that I didn't get to. Cause so I, <laughs> I had everything I was going to talk about on my phone. And I was going to, you know, kind of refer to it. But then once I got up and got the mic and started talking, one, I kind of remembered everything, what I had, not all of it, though. But I got to talking and I I, I just forgot the phone was in my hand until like it was over. <laughs> and I just got to talking. Which, I mean, look, if you listen to this podcast, you know. And that's also the reason why I put it on my phone because I kind of wanted to. I didn't know how, how much time I really had. I didn't want to go too too long, and so I tried to put, you know write it all down or put it on my phone so I can kind of you know restrain myself in a way. <laughs> but um, even in saying that, I still there were some things I, I I forgot that I put down and I didn't even look at it <laughs> while I was standing up there. But um, I know like one thing I was mentioning because, you know, 
I, well, I think like, well, the first thing I mentioned, first thing I said is that, you know, we're in month six of the longest two weeks in human history. And, um, you know, it just seemed like there's no end in sight. Or at least until after the election, because then all of a sudden the um, the severity of the virus would kind of just go away. <laughs> and I know by saying that, then I didn't know if like if media was watching or anything like that. <laughs> so I, <laughs> so when I said that, I'm like in case any media is watching or wanting to use that and thinking the same, like I don't um, think the virus is real or I'm not taking it um, seriously. Is that you know the virus is very much real, which I've said on this podcast a number of times. The virus is real. Also, it is a re- as real as power-hungry politicians across the country that just want to seize war control by infringing on our rights. So it's just as real as those politicians that are using this virus. And uh, now, this one thing I didn't mention, and I forgot about because. And talking about the politicians and talking about these, you know, what if we're talking about the Newsoms and the de Blasios and, you know, everyone in California <laughs> and and using the, the virus to take control of our lives, which is something that the Democrats, this is their dream scenario. This is what they want. Power like this over the people. This is what, you know. Do you think they really just going to relinquish these powers? Even after, let's say, you know, everything has calmed down and we're somewhat back to normal. You think they're just going to just relinquish these powers, especially Democrats? Also, it seems like some Republicans as well are going along with this too. No, I mean, they're just going to keep, you know, keep it in their back pocket. Or maybe it's, you know, say that they... Um, that they've done away with the powers when they really haven't. And now that they know how easy it is for them to, um, to use this power, they're going to keep it. And then it, then whatever, whatever they deem is an emergency, they'll use it again. So, I mean, look, after, let's say, you know, like I mentioned that in the beginning of that speech, I said we're in month six of the longest two weeks in in human history. So, okay, those initial two weeks where everything was shot, you know, shut down. And I remember, you know, being on the road where there was a time during that um, two weeks where there was nothing but trucks on the road. (laughs) And I remember driving through Chicago around rush hour and there was no traffic. (laughs) But uh, but anyway, Regardless of how you feel about those initial two weeks, whether we should have done that at all, what should have happened after those two weeks, we should have been, you know, given a recommendation. Like the government give us the information about the virus, give us some recommendations, not a mandate though. Like recommend that we do this and that because for, um, uh, whether it's, you know, the mask or whatever, like social distancing, whatever, give the recommendations, let us as the people, let us access the risk. And then we, the people take some personal responsibility and then we move on. That, that is what should have happened. Cause whether it's uh signing waivers or whatever, or, or, or whatever, like I said, we should have been, um, we should have been able and just taken some personal responsibility and whatever, and whatever that was going on. Now, that's not what, what happened. That's not what they were going to do in a way. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people, probably people who are listening to this podcast probably wouldn't want that. Um, but, um, that's what we should have done. But if you value freedom, your actual freedom, <laughs> but I know one thing I mentioned in that speech is just that, um, you know, the, the Democrats plan to shut down and burn down, <laughs> you know, cause I, cause I was saying like, I, you know, it's critical 
now with everything that's going on to reelect President Trump now because I mean their plan as far as which as far as the shutdown part has they have done that and then also with their defense of all these riots and protests because they're not um this distinguishing one from the other i mean i know notice in the past couple of weeks that um you've seen more democrats that are out there criticizing the riots all of a sudden it's funny because that happened around the same time when cnn don lemon mentioned that okay we got to stop these riots because it's hurting the democrats poll numbers that was around the same time then all of a sudden you starting seeing more democrats now they're criticizing the riots now all of a sudden <laughs> um that was just funny it just it seems like they were more worried about their about the political ramifications as opposed to at what, what was actually going on when it comes to destroying people's livelihood you know and their property like man they were just totally overlooking it for all this time but then all of a sudden when it seemed like it was hurting their numbers I'm like oh, okay let's actually set, set something and do something about it <clears throat> they're really just saying that because they're not really doing much still you know a lot of them are still talking about defunding the police and all of that so but uh i mean i know it's i know another thing i mentioned just as far as just doing something um because now there's something in the clip that i posted on social media because i did post a clip of my speech on on facebook and yeah i think it was just on facebook and just like you know we can all do something like everybody can't do everything but everyone could do something you know so because i know it's cliche i know people hear it a million times i'm pretty sure people have heard a million times now that this is the most important election of our lifetimes which you know you know which is true because for one defending liberty doesn't take a holiday because mainly you know because the people who want to take away our freedom and liberty they don't take a holiday either so so vigilance is eternal vigilance is the price of freedom which is kind of a paraphrased quote which is one of my favorite quotes but yeah eternal vigilance is the price of freedom like you have to continue fighting for freedom it doesn't it doesn't stop after an election it doesn't stop um whether you defeat the people who want to take away your freedom like they're not going to stop even if you if you beat them they're just going to keep going because they're not going to stop and neither should we so yeah so every election that comes up is the most important because it doesn't take long if you become complacent because that's basically basically how we got here by being complacent by being one of those uh, you know people in society where they will say oh well it'll never happen here because we're americans and all that and have, and have gotten complacent in that thinking that it could never happen and now we've gotten to the point that where we have you know open socialists like bernie sanders and alexander ocasio-cortez you have all these people who are already in congress and looking to get more people in congress and not on, not only in dc but you have in city councils and in um state legislatures and all of that more and more people who are who have got into these positions of power that want to basically use all sorts of means and tactics to take away trip away little bits and pieces of our freedom more and more and more day by day so and also you have you know the revisionist history of the 1619 project where you have you know that's going on in our schools now and all all of this and that's basically because we've been complacent 
And you can see you can see the indoctrination of stuff like the 1619 Project. This revisionist history basically telling children where that America is just is the villain and America is a racist country and all of that. You can see all this is manifesting in these riots because that's what you hear from the people in the riots. Same thing they they've been taught in school. So, so yeah. So that that basically was all the stuff <laughs> what I was mentioning in that um in that speech. Just uh, <clears throat> yeah, it it was fun <laughs> to, to to be able to to do this speech, and it was um yeah, I would just. I mean, who knows when the next time, if there is going to be a next time, who knows? But um, I don't know. I appreciate, like I said, I appreciate uh, T. Allen for for inviting me, and um, and also, I mean, if you didn't see the um, the rally, um, chairman of the Republican Party of Texas, Allen West. He was the um, the main speaker, along with with other guests as well, and hopefully I may get some of them on the podcast um, in the coming weeks. So, so yeah, so um, I don't know if I'm ever going to do that again. Um, who knows? Just if uh, if someone invites me or whatever i guess depends on where it is and if i can can make it there i'll i'll be there this is trend chat with your host brian bledsoe this is Lacey williams the founder and president of expressions magazine letting you know that you can order our quarterly magazine and support female conservatives by visiting express-conservatism.com or you can follow us on social media on Instagram with the username of expressions underscore conserve mag or on Twitter with the handle of at express underscore conserve. Get your copy today. What's going on, folks? This is Colin Noir, and you're listening to Trend Chat. So you want to keep America great, but you don't know where to go to get some Trump-centric gear? Check out TrumpMode.com. And if you put in the code TRENDCHAT, you get 10% off. So at TrumpMode.com, they have flags, coins, mugs, of course. So go to TrumpMode.com, put in the code TRENDCHAT, get 10% off. Again, TrumpMode.com with the code TRENDCHAT for 10% off. All right, so um, so I know one thing before we go. Actually, um, one thing from this whole shutdown that has been going on, I know I feel like there is a silver lining when it comes to uh, everything that's been going on. I mean, we have. All right, so you know, I mentioned about the NBA playoffs; like they're going on still, and NFL just started. College football is about to start. <clears throat> well, it already has started, actually. And one thing from all of this, with the basically, you know, not being able to go to concerts and games or whatever, just entertainment in general. Maybe people's obsession with entertainment and, and these entertainers uh, would diminish. And along with that, maybe the, their influence, you know, these entertainers in, influence on their followers uh, would diminish as well. You know, basically just to realize they, they don't really need them. Um, You know, it, by being, I guess, forced to not go and not attend these, um, you know, with these events or whatever like that, um, maybe people will realize, you know, it's not all that, it's not as important as they thought it was. And we're like, Oh, I just gotta, gotta go to the game, gotta go to the concert, gotta do this. And where you're, you know, 
maybe some people would, would realize like, huh, I don't, don't really have to go. I mean, when, when fans are able to go back, I mean, yeah, sure. A lot of people are going to go back, but their importance in their lives, maybe they have some better perspective, put it that way, I guess. And at, at the same time, also the opinions of these entertainers is like, you know, the LeBron James and all of them and, and notice that, you know, they're and really actually scrutinize their opinions as opposed to just kind of blindly following them. Cause you like how they sing or how they play ball or whatever. But I mean, it's kind of like getting off a drug though, really. So, like I said, if any silver lining to this is maybe this is like <laughs> being uh, weaned off off a narcotic of some sort. And maybe at the end of it, they'll notice that, you know, have some better perspective when it comes to to entertainment. Now, speaking of that, <laughs> I said that. Now. I also I'm going to mention that myself. I went to the movies because um, being in Texas, the movies are movie theaters are open, uh, even though even though it's at right now in some theaters, like 40 percent capacity. But um, they have, you know, uh, all the social distancing and all the all of them require mask and all that. And so they're doing all the cleaning and everything um, to, you know, to have the public to feel more comfortable and in, in coming back to the theater. But I went to see Tenet last week and <laughs> it was, it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. That being said, <laughs> you have to watch this movie twice. So if you watch it the first time and you like it, but you probably, you know, didn't understand. I'm well, I can almost guarantee you're not going to understand everything on the first viewing of it, but you know, you have to, for one, you have to like it watching it the first time and be interested enough to want to see it again. Um, but to fully understand it, it has to be watched twice because there is so much that is thrown at you in that movie. And yeah, but I, I enjoyed it, but I've noticed that myself, I am a fan of Christopher Nolan's movies. Um, cause I don't know if I mentioned on this podcast, but it, like my favorite movie of all time is the prestige. And that's a Christopher Nolan movie with Christian Bell and uh, Hugh Jackman. But that's my favorite movie. And Inception is right up there somewhere in the top 10. And um, the Batman um, trilogy, I like those. I, I, I didn't even notice that I was a Christopher Nolan fan until I started looking at the movies that I really liked and saw who was directing them. <laughs> but and then I noticed, oh, hmm, I noticed a lot of the, some of my favorite movies that um Christopher Nolan is a, is a director. So uh Now one thing I wanted to I guess mention as we go is that uh I appreciate everyone listening. Also, I just want to say also do a podcast for Blix of Texas, which is every Sunday, uh, me and Harper Price. So check that out. And that's every Sunday at 7 p.m. Central Time. So thank you so much for listening. And don't know when the next time will be, but <laughs> it should be sometime next week. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure it'll be next week. So we'll, I think we'll be talking about some things with law enforcement, actually. So. Thanks again, and until next time, we'll chat with you later. You promise your child they can chase their dreams and become who they want to be. But college is expensive. Our promise is to help you save for college today and every day, worry-free. 
YouPromise.com lets you save extra money for college by doing the everyday things you already do. Save when shopping online or even at the grocery store. Link any college savings plan with a free YouPromise account and watch your child's future take flight. Sign up today at YouPromise.com for a $30 welcome bonus. Start now at YouPromise.com. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.